Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the... Uh, so we got bored during quarantine and we started a podcast. Podcast. Welcome back. Uh, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. I'm yeah. supposed to have things to say. Uh, leading this conversation. If you are new here, thank you for joining us today. It's very exciting to have you. We are two entertainers currently out of work due to the pandemic, so we talk about all things entertainment in this podcast, usually with the help of our random word generator, but we've fallen out with it recently. We've gone analog. We've gone <laughs> analog with Colin's English Thesaurus, not owned by a Colin, it's just that Colin's produced it. And Hamesy doesn't have a song, unfortunately, so she's making up new songs each week at the moment. So you want a new song? Well, no, you could do the same one. If you think you know the same one again, but I bet you won't. It won't I be probably same. won't, but I will give it a try. Go on then. Flicking through, flicking through, flicking through the thesaurus. And you still can't say thesaurus. No. All right, so you do the flicking and I'll say stop. 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 Harangue. Oh, what a, what a word. <laughs> How exciting. Harangue. Oh, wow. What does harangue it's mean? It's a verb. And okay. the example it has, haranguing her furiously in words she didn't understand, which is like rant at. Yeah. So I guess kind of almost harass, but I guess verbally kind of like annoy someone. Just Okay. And we're not specifically in words that one doesn't understand. It's part of harangue being a word that one doesn't understand. Yeah, I don't think it's it's more like a rant. Okay. Ranting. Ranting. There's got to be some good ra- things on ranting in the world. YouTube. Do you know it's actually a, it's actually a form? I was reading a, a good book recently called uh, How to Shoot Video That Doesn't Suck. <laughs> and <laughs> one, one of the things, one of the forms of video you can shoot is called a webcam rant. Okay. Which is basically just what they call like when someone's talking to like either a webcam or a camera set up but like just that like no b-roll no nothing just them talking i just watched one like that yesterday really yeah i can't sit through them i find them too boring usually i was actually because you've been talking about this book recently kind of mentioning oh you need like every 20 seconds changing the shot and da 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 i don't speak like that no she doesn't but you know how she speaks um anyway she's sharing imparting all this wisdom from this book that's better and i was watching this this webcam rant format which i didn't know was a format but then now i'm like observing it's like is she changing the camera view every 20 seconds i'm like she's not well you can't i was like it's just just one camera and sometimes what she'll do is that she'll zoom in okay or she'll like distort her face i guess when she's like saying something very snarky or something I think just to make fun of herself or, or, or something. Um, she was basically talking about the historical accuracy of the Bridgerton uh, costumes. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. I can't imagine they're terribly accurate. Uh, no, she was like, yeah, it's very clear. It's, you know, you have a lot of polyester in there and there's no natural uh, fabrics, which would have been common from that era. Um, and then she's talking about the Regency era. And I was like, I don't know what the Regency era is. Like, I, this is beyond me. But it is kind of funny to, to see what... Like a, a costume historian. I'm not even sure if she's an official costume historian, but she she's a costume history fanatic, I think, and okay. she she has some some interesting points. Um, but you couldn't get your your head around the the one camera. But I I, I mean I didn't one mind camera it. angle. I was actually wondering how am I able to sit through it? Oh, but then she must be changing it enough. Plus the topic must be interesting for you. 
Yeah, there wasn't even that many like uh, B-roll shots, like a picture of of the the costumes and stuff like that. I, I was craving for more of them, that's for sure. Uh, but I, I. But did she do a lot of like zooming in, like because you can also do it just with one? Per- but it like... wasn't every twenty seconds. <laughs> I don't think it has to be. I every was 20 counting. Seconds. That's fair. Because <laughs> now I'm a, I'm a video snob. Now you're a video snob without ever having read the book. Exactly. It's just uh. based off what you told me. So so yeah, webcam rants sort of thing. I try to think if I if there's any webcam rants. I feels terrible because a rant is such a negative word. But yeah, um, whether that I have uh, that I have sat through, I'm sure there are. But generally speaking, like I think it has to be something you're really interested in to put up with it. Wouldn't you say the DeFranco show is a bit of a, yeah, it is. It's a webcam rant. Yeah, it is with like pictures of whatever the news is. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That that is a webcam rant. I would say that would probably classify as. You know what does help? I realize because I, I think it's when they have an interesting background. That's what my eyes will do. It's like okay, I get bored of seeing their face. I start looking at what they have in the back. (laughs) That makes sense. That's kind of cool. Ooh, I like that wall color. Ooh, why did you choose that color? Oh, what's that? Is that a ball? It's like oh, it's actually the ball from uh, Toy Story, or you know Uh. things like that. Uh, That's for Hey Brother, (laughs) I think. Uh, They're not called Hey Brother, right? No, Hey Brother. (laughs) That's also I remember from them. The Super Carlin, Carlin Brothers. The Super Carlin Brothers, yeah. And excellent. They're also, I think, they could be classified as webcam rant. Yeah, like, if you had to put so. them into a box, like, if you if you were to assume that the webcam rant... I feel rant, like a lot of YouTube channels are that. They are, of course, yeah, yeah. It's probably where the webcam rant started. Yeah, it would be. It would be. But yes, that was all I had to say on webcam rants, really. Oh, really? That's it? Now that we just opened Pandora's box on webcam rants? You know, I'm trying to think of, like... What makes them, you know, because you could still use one camera and have like multiple interesting angles, right? Either you you move the camera, but even just using one camera, and then doing what your your girl did yesterday, where she was zooming in her face and zooming out again, even just that works. Yeah, it it, it makes it interesting. And it then yeah, the background like background yeah. does help. I think it also helps when it's on a tripod. Versus like versus someone like kind of hand holding it? it. Oh gosh, no, you can't. No. Because I mean, I you, vlogging is about hand holding, but it's done relatively. Like, it's with it, with movement, so it kind of makes sense. But there's nothing worse than someone like kind of like just like kind of awkwardly like, like moving, doing its thing. Okay, so but is the webcam rant meant to be on a tripod? Or is it meant to be on your hand? Or I don't know. He just fun? uses it as a like as one of the kind of descriptions of yeah. Okay, right. Film styles. Sarah's not thinking we about should, webcams. We should do a webcam rant for our next story. For our next story, yeah, for our next Instagram story, oh, or whenever well, you this really one comes are out. surprisingly on top of this. For someone who has taken no interest for forty episodes in the social media, you suddenly become I'm quite trying. the whiz. I have an Excel sheet. You have an Excel sheet. I know. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. And, What's and in your Excel sheet? I can tell you that there's at least forty episodes missing. There's calendar dates. Is that it? <laughs> no. There's no content. No, I have when the episodes are coming out, and then okay. And then a column for Instagram and a column for Facebook. It, mainly, I just write what I managed to achieve. <laughs> so it's not... It's, if I was feeling mean, I would say, so you didn't write much then. No, it's it's not I'm not future planning yet. Okay, There's no so future planning on it. It's more like, you've achieved this. Yay, good job, sir. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I mean, that's, that's fair. Well, it helped because yesterday I, I, I had done my post on time and then I was feeling guilty I was like I cannot go to bed no way I have not Wait, let's posted just, for let's our just, let's just take a second here it's wonderful how 
surprised you sounded by that at the process of i hadn't done my post on time (laughs) as if the not like the normal thing was that you do do your post on time i don't think you've once achieved doing your post on time yeah they tend to be when i do do them they're at five when i do do them (laughs) when i do them (laughs) big important parts also what is on time I decide, right? I, as the social media master of this channel. That's true. Anyway, sorry. You you were saying, so you you did do the post on time, and then you put it into the Excel sheet. Yeah, that's what I did. Okay. as far as my... uh... And then you gave yourself a pat on the back? Yeah, exactly. Excellent. Okay, good. And um, you didn't think about the future in any form or fashion? No, because the thing is with crit, when I try to think of it in advance... My creativity gets in the way ah. and makes it too big. Oh, that's fair. So, which I've been struggling with, like the cockroaches, for example. Um, really love the concept and I'd love to do more with it, but it's very time consuming. I think this is an interesting conversation topic, actually. Uh, the idea of, especially working in the creative industry, creativity versus productivity. productivity. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Because mine are quite clear and I'm curious about yours. Because we are very different. Okay. Um, For me, it's hard because what I enjoy is the brainstorm, the creativity part. And but I'm terrible at the productivity because I I guess it's hard for me to go, okay, enough is enough or knowing when enough is enough. I, I know there's a point, but I tend to do it a bit too late. And then the projects become too big and I get overwhelmed and I don't do it. And then I feel guilty that I haven't done it. And, you know, this whole negative cycle. cycle. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting because I think that that's something I've kind of, I guess, had to come to terms with, with being kind of working in the creative industry is that productivity has to come first. Creativity can't be sidelined. For survival. For survival, yeah. yeah. Creativity can't be sidelined because that's what you do. Yeah. But actually, productivity has to be... You have to do that a lot. So mm-hmm. really, your process is, okay, how do I um, how do I make stuff or, or do things um, in, you know, in a certain way that I can produce it on a regular basis and produce a lot of it? So Because I see the difference as... When I started out doing social media marketing, which is back when the comedy club was a baby... So back in 2015, <laughs> um, uh, you know, I, I was like you. I took lots of time to produce things. and It took up all of my time yeah. to a certain extent. And of course, one, the more pages you run, which, as I told our, our neighbor the other day, who I now know listens to the podcast, um, <laughs> I only follow 20 people on Instagram and like seven of them on my own accounts. Um and um you know the <laughs> you know well, you're, like you have to produce content for in my case i produce content for something like 12 to 15 accounts whether it's instagram facebook different brands of those linkedin i don't do twitter um i'm missing some other things but there's like you know that you're producing all this stuff you kind of have to just like it has to be productivity yeah. You need creativity, but in the right moments. Yeah. And it's a shame because, you know, I look at what you do with the Boredom and Quarantine one, and I love the stuff, but I also know how much time it takes. Yeah. Um, 
and I look at what I was doing with the Vatican Comedy Club and I was like, I wish when I started out that I was as talented as you are with it. Because, like, the stuff that comes, I mean, the, 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 the concepts that you come up with, like, that you come up with for uh, Adelina La Latina and for The Borderman Quarantine, like, they're such nuts. Like, they're, 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 they're super creative. Like, you really wouldn't think of it. Like, I mean, who thinks about the idea of, like, having post-apocalyptic cockroaches as, like, the, the, the main part of, um, uh, of 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 a like a an entertainment based podcast. Well, it's because of the the first episode. What are you being defending? It's a compliment. It's well, a no. Huge... Well, I'm explaining the origins. Uh, I was gonna explain the wasn't. I, I thank you. Thank you for the compliment. You're welcome. Um, I th- I think I've I've learned to. I think for the seed of, of creativity, like when you start, because I think a lot of people struggle with that, is to kind of let your your lower your standards of where that trigger of creativity comes from yeah um because sometimes we're like we want some lofty ideals from where it should come but sometimes it's just the very basic that's already happened it's something that's in front of you and then from there run with it and then you just add on to it until to the point that you don't recognize it anymore where it came from and it feels original Um, i think the nice thing with adelina and with the boredom in quarantine is i feel like we've both kind of we were both very much involved with that process i think that's why they are better like I, I feel that you know we, we talk a lot about the Adelina character and how that's developed and, and the idea for things you could do with her and the boredom in quarantine that came also from conversation and just banter between us. Yeah. And you do see the power of multiple people doing it. But the reason I asked the question about creativity versus productivity is because I feel this is a conversation we had recently with uh with our our, our neighbor at the studio here is that um you know I feel that. The idea of the lofty artist, it comes <laughs> comes from people who um, maybe who... explain more. What do you mean, the lofty artist? Okay, so you know the stereotype that everyone is like, oh my, uh, oh, you know, like it's almost like someone's like, yeah, I'm dating an artist, and everyone goes unreliable. I see, dreamer. Yeah, can't all, get anything straight in life. All ideas never finishes anything. Is all about almost spirituality rather than anything else. All feeling, else. no action. Yeah. And uh, and it's such an unfair stereotype because in many ways, sometimes artists work so much harder than everyone else because a lot of the time they are they have to be self employed. You know, they're producing all this stuff while they're running a business. They're doing their own promo, and I I know artists that are producing huge amounts. I mean, Ten Hundred, who I follow on YouTube, who I'm super fan of, like I mean, his his work ethic is astounding. <laughs> oh, his work speed is astounding. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, you know, our our neighbor next door, Lynn next door, produces like pottery and like graphics and like web designs, like so many things. In the space of time that she has available while still running it, you know, still running her her business. And, and somehow so listens to us. And somehow time. listens to us while she does her podcast. She's like superhuman. Hey then. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the you know, there are so, um, you know, so many people that you, you meet who are fantastic artists who are producing things. But the problem is that these artists aren't usually the ones that you get in meetings. You know how you have like people who are invited to meetings, like we invited a bunch of artists and then, you know, six of them cancelled last minute because they just, you know, they didn't feel like they wanted to come. And then the three who showed up, well, they can't put any restrictions on themselves because, you know, creativity demands headspace and so on. And uh, I feel that th- these kinds of people are the ones who show up to meetings, are the ones who let people down and who give us the stereotype of artists being completely unreliable. Yeah, super flakes. And it's, yeah, super flakes. And it's super irritating. Yeah. 
Because there are plenty of artists like out there, whether it be us with our work ethic or Ten Hundred with his on YouTube. Like there are so many fantastic artists out there producing and producing and producing. And the reason they're not at these meetings is because half of these meetings are a waste of time, and they're out <laughs> there making stuff. Yeah. Also, so now I've had my webcam rant. We, yeah. Well, I would like to also add to this that um, besides that stereotype, there's also for you in particular who you are an MC in comedy particular um is that when you are also an entrepreneur is that people kind of go oh well if you're a comedian oh how yeah. can you be serious oh it's so frustrating business, have business acumen or want to you know it's like when you're in a business meeting you're in a business meeting you want to get things get the details through i'm not here to joke yeah right there is something about comedians that people just show up and they're like, okay, they've got to be all kicks and giggles. All the time. Just nonstop. Like, they, like I don't know what it is, but people, one, think I can't be serious, which is very not true. Um, yeah. I definitely can't be serious. Also, I think they think that I, you know, because I'm friendly, that it means that I, I'm willing to waste my own time. Mm-hmm. Which I have a lot of self-respect and I am not willing to waste my own time. If you come to a business meeting with me, I expect to know why you want to meet with me. Yeah. Um, and I do make that clear in my emails beforehand. And if I feel the waiting meeting was a waste of time, then usually what happens is I try not to have it again. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, they assume that I'm just kind of, I think they assume that I just don't do anything. That I just kind of wait around until I get hired for, for emceeing jobs or for performing jobs. Like as if all the skills you desired me for, they just you know they just came out of my bum, you know. Yeah, I mean it's like I mean it's like yeah, the same thing goes for um the stereotype of actors, you know, kind of. It's funny, you know, we always have the stereotype of them also being similar to artists. There's a kind of unreliable, never have a job, never do this, that, and the other. And really, if you look at the work ethic of the top actors or any actors, the hours they have to work. But you also hear about you know budding actors who work. You know, they work waitressing jobs yes. on the side while they're trying to I think to get... most budding artists, right? Yeah, you know, we're in a very privileged position that we were able to, albeit only just, but to survive on our own, you know, our own art. But most people in our position don't. You have to have a side job, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, and you're like, yeah. And then unfortunately, when you do get to our stage, it's hardly much to look forward to, is it? You know, <laughs> you're kind of like, it's still, you're scraping the, the bottom of the barrel, for, yeah. And you're you're working really hard for it, but I think that was one thing that helped though is that when it started to become that this was my job, that that was also like this is my job and my time is what I'm offering. Yeah. Uh, uh, to a large extent, and that means that I don't want to waste my time. Um, I also think it helped by the fact that I have this like terrible fear. I was telling my grandmother about this yesterday. Uh, we were having a conversation about death, which is not a terribly surprising thing in an Irish family. Um, <laughs> to but, talk about. Surprising to talk about. Yeah, to talk about. Sorry, <laughs> not death itself. Like, but uh, The Irish are just dying all the time. <laughs> just dropping dead. But I was having this conversation. I said, She said to me, she goes, yeah, she goes, well, I'm not afraid of death. I was like, you're not even afraid like a little bit? She goes, no, not really. She goes, I lived a good life. And I was like, yeah, I was like, maybe I was like, I just don't feel like I can ever be prepared for it. And she goes, why? And I was like, well, because I just, I have this this desire to do so many things I want to do in the world. So many things. And I, I'm proud that I think that I have done a lot of things in the time I've had available on this planet thus far. Um, but I said to her, I, like, I have this terrible fear that I just won't get as much done as I want to while I'm here. You know, it's a huge privilege to be, to have been born and to be able to, 
to have no matter how small an imprint on the world it's a huge privilege to be able to live and to be able to offer something and i i feel so frustrated watching people throw that away by you know spending their time only watching instagram stories and you know not having hobbies and yeah okay for me it's a maker's life i want to make stuff i want to do stuff i want to experience things i want to talk about it and write about it and shout from the rooftops about it and maybe that's not for you maybe it's something else maybe you really love your job and you want to dedicate yourself to it uh maybe you really you know you maybe it's super in like super tiny that you know you really love knitting and or you you want you want to become like you know an expert in knitting master in knitter and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that I think that shows so much or you just love being with your kids you, or maybe them. you just yeah you just being love having parent. a family uh, and being a parent but that you do it well but I feel that this 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 lifestyle that a lot of us in the 21st century have is is that you know that we let time slip well, through our fingers well I think fingers. it's kind of like there's a lot more time to be passive like you're just consuming content and doing things passively you're you're no longer and it's so working. easy yeah it's so easy it's it, yeah i i mean i'm guilty of of scrolling through insta stories and kind of be like i am too Whoa. you know you just it's like i can almost see my brain just drooling it's like i'm watching um i am too but thinking. i like I, I am too but i'm also fueled by this fact that i just don't I don't want that. I really hate myself when I get to that stage. Sometimes you need it. Like I, you know, I, I understand that, um, you know, so like the phone in particular is one I hate because it's so addictive and it's so easily found and it's easy to do things, you know, just all the time, which first off, like it stops you being bored, which is the absolute killer of creativity. <laughs> boredom, boredom and creativity go hand in hand. You need them. It's you like do the need yin them. Yang. <laughs> if, if anyone ever tells you like, ah, like, you know, you should just sit around and do nothing. That's absolute crock. Because sometimes you should sit around and do nothing because it makes you think about what you'd actually like to do. Yeah. Um, I think it's terrible advice not to sit around and do things. Because what you'll do instead is you'll go, oh, okay, well, I'll look on my phone. Um, yeah. you know, well, I mean, because you could say... That sitting around doing nothing could also be looking at your Instagram. Well, yes, but I'm talking about so, like literally kind of sitting around doing nothing, like looking, staring look at, at a window, paint dry, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, just want to clarify because I feel like a lot of people go, "Oh, you're just doing nothing." Like parents would be like that, so I want to yeah. clarify that. But yeah, I find it so frustrating. I feel like you know, it. I I do think it's a privilege to be here and to get to get a chance to do something. I think it's important to find what you like doing. And to do it to the best of your ability. And for some of us, that's about doing lots of different things to a decent degree. And for others, it's about finding one thing and just absolutely going for it. Yeah. Uh, And they're definitely two different personality types. Uh, I think, you know, uh, I I don't think I will ever be an expert in anything, but I think I'll be pretty decent at what I do. Um, That's also because I'm not a perfectionist. I've got, you know, I had a period and then I got over it because I thought it was very, (laughs) I thought it was very inefficient. (laughs) was actually the reason. I was like, nope, this didn't work for me um but yeah i have a i just feel that you know you you get one shot at life and for a lot of people that's taken away too early and i hope that that won't be my case but um you know that i hope that no no matter you know when i do have whenever my time comes and i i do go that at least i will have left i would have done as many things as i could on my list as possible I don't have a list, ironically, but, you know, I have all these things, like all these things in my head that I'm like, yeah, I'd love to do that. I, you know, I love the idea of that. I'd love to do that. And um, I think that's kind of, I'm, my, for my grandmother, she was like, yeah, she was like, well, she goes, I had, I had the things I wanted to do. 
I, I wanted to have a family. I wanted to travel. Um, I wanted to enjoy people's company. And all of those things I have done, uh, like I have done to abundance. And I'm happy with that. And I said to her, I was like, yeah, I just don't know where if I'll ever, if I'll ever feel satisfied. I think if you don't know what are the things that you want to achieve, you will never be satisfied. Perhaps. The problem is they keep new things keep coming up. <laughs> it's problematic. It's a never ending bucket list. Yeah, it is. I don't do bucket lists. I hate the idea of bucket lists. That's a funny thing. huh? I'm talking about this, about this kind of like, yo, all these things they want to do. But bucket lists terrify me. Because that feels like, like, no, I'm preparing for the end. The end is coming. Yeah, which is also kind of scary. But um, yeah, I just feel like that, you know, you got to find your thing and do it. And creativity versus productivity for me is a very important question. I feel like every time I finished a degree, like after my bachelor's and after my master's, which have both been in science, I've kind of had this phase of like, oh my gosh, I really need to go into arts. Um and it's like a place where I just regenerate. And I guess at this point in time where I've been in arts for a while after graduating and I'm kind of like, okay, well, maybe I should try to do something in science again. But really where I feel most fulfilled is when I'm creating, when I'm yeah creating things with my hands um, or mind. And, and it's like a, I, I finally acknowledge it that it's just a, like a craving, a need I have. Um, and yeah, I don't know where this is going to take me. I'm trying to to figure it out <laughs> on the way. I guess ideally you'd find something that combined the two, wouldn't you? The love of the love and enjoyment of knowledge and science mixed with something you can do with your hands. Yeah. Be I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be with my hands, but you yeah, but, I, but you with, with creating. Yeah. With creating with that's communications and with its graphics and videos and so on, but there's different parts of it. Anyway, let us know what you think about the the eternal battle of creativity versus productivity. I think it's a really important topic. I think it's the one we could talk about for a lot longer. We have we've only touched upon it today. I feel like it might come back in another podcast. Who knows? <laughs> but yeah, let us know your thoughts on uh, creativity versus productivity. What is more important? What is the right balance? And uh, you can let us know your thoughts by following us somewhere on the social medias, like Facebook at Boredom and Quarantine or Instagram at Boredom and Quarantine Podcast. Or drop us an email at boredomandquarantinepodcast at gmail.com. So, yeah, we hope to be hearing from you. Uh, we have been the... So, we got bored during quarantine and we started a podcast. Podcast. Until soon. Bye-bye.